jumping from an employed role to owning your own business is a really big move because suddenly no one is telling you what you should be doing. No one is looking at your time. No one is micromanaging you. And in some ways, that's amazing. You have all this freedom and opportunity and choice and decisions that you alone can make. But on the flip side, you also have to make those decisions and you have to choose and you have to figure out which opportunities are going to be right for you. love your business? You should, right? Well, sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business Coach podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love by providing tips and tactics, tools, insights, inspiration, all the good stuff to help you actually enjoy running your business. In addition to actionable tips and tactics that you'll be able to execute immediately, you'll also hear from creative small business owners around the world who've been able to sidestep the hustle and build a business that merges their passion with their purpose and provides a profit. I'm your host, Fiona Kalaki, founder of My Daily Business Coach. Let's get going. Hello, and welcome to episode 240 of the My Daily Business Coach podcast. My name is Fiona Kalaki. I am the host of this podcast. I'm also an award winning. I feel like an idiot every time I say that, but I am. My book won an award. It's very exciting. It won Best General Business Book in 2021 Australian Business Book Awards. So I'm an award winning author, but I also run My Daily Business Coach. And that is a business really aiming at helping creative small business owners understand, grow, scale their business in a sustainable way that aligns with who they are as a person as well. So if you are listening to this, if you've been listening to it for some time and you'd like to work with me or maybe upskill on marketing or brand or your money management or how to start a podcast, you can find a whole bunch of things that we offer over at mydailybusinesscoach.com forward slash shop. So today it is a coaching episode and it's something that every single one of us deals with at all times, or all the time. And I think that's a reason why it's such a popular topic. But it's something that I, you know, myself struggle with. And also I know that so many of my clients do. And having worked with literally thousands of people since I started this business at the end of 2015, I've seen the same common reasons for one particular issue and challenge that comes up. And so I thought today I'm going to dive into those three things. And I'll get into that in a second. But before I do, I just wanted to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on the beautiful land on which I live and play and work and record this podcast. And that is the Warung and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. All right, let's get on to today's coaching episode. One of the biggest things that I hear from small business owners, just from anyone, but I think particularly with small business owners, is I know I need to do that or the should police comes out. I should do that. However, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't bring myself to do it. Or am I lazy? Or is it just not that important to me? Or I just can't find the motivation. Basically, everything comes down to that last question or statement, really. I'm not motivated. 
and I don't know how to get motivated. And this could be anything from finding somebody that they really, really need in their business so they can outsource and delegate things. It could be updating something that they know is actually going to really help, such as a pitch deck or a page on the website or, you know, some you know, the product detail page or something that they know is actually going to help them with their bigger goals of say, getting their brand out there or converting people into sales or transacting with, you know, past customers more. And so they'll say, you know, I'm just, I just can't find the motivation. And we all say, I've said it many times, oh, I'm just, I don't know where my motivation's gone. As if we can, you know, just go on a walk, look behind a tree. Oh, there's my motivation. It's been hiding the whole time. And I just had to find it. And definitely there are parts in our life when we feel more motivated. And there's this whole concept of the novelty factor. And you see it whenever you start something new. So whether it's a new business, whether it's a new way of eating, whether it's a new uh, sport or a new recreational, I don't know, doing a ceramics course or something, there is this element of excitement that comes because it's new and it's novel and it's different. And sometimes even just signing up to a class makes us feel excited or buying a course makes us feel like, oh, we've done the work. And, you know, we all know that we haven't. And it's something like 80 or 90% of people buy courses and never actually finish them. So this idea of the motivation we just need to find it. Definitely there's been times in our lives and in our businesses where we could all point and go, gosh, I had such high motivation at the time. I, I didn't even need anyone to guide me or I didn't need to push myself to do anything that just, I just had motivation in spades. And particularly if you're leaving something that didn't work, again, whether it's a sport or a ceramics class or a, a job and now you're, you know, you didn't like it and now you're starting a business, there's even more motivation because there's an incentive to get out of whatever situation that you've been in. You know, at the moment, I've talked a lot about my back on this on this podcast and thank God it's better. But, you know, there's a huge motivation to do the Pilates and to do the things because that you don't want to go backwards. And so similarly, when you start a business, if you've started a business because you didn't like the job that you were in or the employment place that you were in, then there's a huge amount of motivation. But for many of us, once we do actually start something, whether it's a business or, you know, a fitness routine or whatever it is, the motivation goes down. And I did speak earlier in the year to Dr. Gina Cleo, who is one of the world's leading experts in habit and changing habits. And she talked about the idea that motivation sort of does need to be there at the start when you want to switch habits. However, the more normalized the action becomes, whatever the habit is that you're trying to change, then the less motivation you need overall. She talked about the concept that it takes about 66 days to change a habit or to start a new habit. And if you're really interested in that, you can definitely check that out after this episode. And we'll link to that in the show notes with Dr. Gina Cleo. But that was episode 218, 218. And if you really want to dive into that, she goes into all sorts of things around habit tracking and motivation as part of that. But one of the things that she does say is that the motivation drops off. And hopefully if you're keeping up a habit, then, you know, you're just, your body starts taking over and you're doing these things without even thinking about them. But for most of us outside of, you know, maybe tracking a particular habit, we start off with all this motivation and then it kind of dilutes. It, it gets less and less intense and less powerful. And sometimes we'll then find ourselves in all sorts of situations being like, oh, if only I could find my motivation again. 
Now, today I wanted to walk you through kind of three reasons why you may be feeling like this and three things that have really, really helped not only myself, but, you know, hundreds of clients that I've worked with by reframing this concept of I need to find motivation into, you know, how can I get myself to do the things that I know are going to help me without running into hustle, hustle, grind territory. You know, I'm well against that. But three things that I think will really help shift the way that you're thinking about stuff if you are finding yourself right now really unmotivated to do absolutely anything in your business. So the first thing comes from Mel Robbins. If anyone's listened to this podcast for, you know, a long time, especially at the start, Mel Robbins is somebody that she is an author, a personality. She is, you know, really interesting character. I was first introduced to Mel Robbins through a good friend, Faustina Agoli, who had been to one of her workshops, I think in the US, and she got me onto her five-second rule. So the five-second rule is literally this idea that you count backwards from five seconds and you almost trick the brain into doing things, not taking action on something super important, like let's say getting married to somebody, but taking action on the things that maybe you are just you know, you're just being a little lazy or (laughs) like say, you know, if I want to go for a walk and I'm like, oh, it's raining or it's cold or I'm overthinking all the reasons because your brain will always step in to minimize risk. And the five second rule is really about going, you know what, I'm going to do this five, four, three, two, one, and just get, get going. I know that when Instagram stories first came out, I think it was like 2017 or God, that seems like a long time ago now. And I had not done an Instagram story with like my face to camera and I got up one morning and I just, you know, I was I was going to do a workshop in Dalesford, which is a couple of hours drive away from me. And I was dressed up, you know, done my hair, washed my face, felt like I looked okay. And I thought, okay, this is it. I'm just going to do it. And I thought five, four, three, two, one, did it, did the Instagram story and literally switched my phone off for the entire drive because I was like, ah, and actually had so many lovely comments and, and things like that. But I have used the five second rule that Mel Robbins talks about in her book, The Five Second Rule. She also has a, you can just search for it on YouTube, YouTube it. When is that going to become an adjective or a verb? A verb. Anyway, the five second rule has really, really helped me in my business. So this first idea really comes from Mel Robbins and I follow her on Instagram. I, I She's one of the very few emails that I subscribe to. Yeah. And I think she's really good at what she does and really real in a lot of ways. So Mel Robbins talked about this concept many times in her books and in her talks, but it's this idea that like no one's coming to parent you. And I think that's sometimes we, we mistake motivation as guidance. So we are thinking, well, no one's pushing me. I kind of have to push myself. And that is what it's like with small business. And it's one of the biggest growth areas that I think comes from, especially if you've spent most of your time being employed where other people are directing essentially what you need to do and other people are letting you know what your KPIs or your key performance indicators are, or other people are saying, this is where the brand or the business is going. And you go along with it because it's not your business. You are employed, you are being paid. And so jumping from an employed role to owning your own business is a really big move because suddenly no one is telling you what you should be doing. No one is looking at your time. No one is micromanaging you. And in some ways, that's amazing. You have all this freedom and opportunity and choice and decisions that you alone can make. But on the flip side, 
you also have to make those decisions and you have to choose and you have to figure out which opportunities are going to be right for you. It's a similar mindset, I would say, depending on where you went to school, but I definitely felt from going from high school to university and the first year of university, oh my God, I just, I basically just partied with my good friend Vi and we just, yeah, we, it was all about which nightclub we were going to go to because no one was there to say, hey, you need to do your job. You need to do this. You need to get this paper in on time. And essentially we learned, uh, <laughs> we learned that you needed to do those things. You needed to show up. I mean, we, we definitely still showed up to university, but I, I do think it's great for sometimes people to have that year off between high school and, and university. But the point is you suddenly realise at university that, oh my gosh, I have to be in charge of my future now. And I'm not going to have teachers, you know, reminding me of a deadline. I'm not going to have this or that. And it's similar when you move from working for somebody else to owning your own business, because suddenly you're in charge of everything, good and bad. And so what Mel Robbins talks about is that so often in our life, when we are waiting around for motivation, we're really waiting around for somebody else to make the decision, somebody else to guide us, somebody else to say, this is what you should do, somebody else to put forward, you know, this is the path that you're going to walk. And we're adults and most of us will not have a parent who's still that much involved in our lives. I mean, definitely, probably not unless you're in partnership, that much involved in your business and telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. So she talks about this concept of like, no one is coming. And it sounds really awful and harsh, but she talks about, you know, no one's coming. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming coming to get you out of bed so that you can go to the gym. No one's coming to make sure that you've, you know, done your tax. You have to do it. And it's all about growing up and being the adult. And sometimes when we're lacking motivation, it is that concept of like, God, I wish somebody else would do this for me. And so how do you go from sitting around thinking, I can't be bothered or even unconsciously thinking, God, I wish somebody else would take this off my plate to, okay, I'm feeling spurred on. I can do this. Now there are a few things you could take the five second rule. If, especially if it's like a small action, such as, you know, sending off an invoice or sending off an email or, you know, updating something on the website where you're thinking, yeah, that could pretty much be done. It's just like, stop overthinking it and just do it which is five, four, three, two, one, let's go. And if you're interested in that, you can definitely check out the five second rule, the book, or like I said, we will link to the YouTube video of Mel's talk on that exact topic, which is where the whole thing started in our show notes. The second thing that you could do when it comes to, you know, feeling like I wish I had somebody else to, to help me, to parent me, to push me is to look for help literally. So it could be a business coach, like myself. It could be a group coaching program. It could be an accountability group. It could be a membership, or it might just be a very informal get together with a business friend. So somebody else that you have to be accountable to. And so I have talked about this many times. I've worked with one of my good friends, Natasha. We have met for years about our businesses. We both were consultants. My very first client was also a client of Natasha's. And so we both consulted into the same business and we ended up having to be in the same office once a week and we got to know each other. And that was probably seven or so years ago now. And we have caught up about our businesses consistently ever since, or maybe probably, no, not ever since. It was probably a couple of years after that. So for at least four or five years, every quarter, we do a quarterly strategy session together. Neither of us is paying the other person. It is a it is a free, equal obligation, not obligation. It's a free, equal opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's definitely not an obligation. 
and we catch up and we go through our numbers, we go through our goals, we go through where we're going to be, we work out our strategies, and it's a really great way to stay accountable. And it's also a great thing to have somebody else saying, you were going to do this. Like a parent, you were going to do this. How come you haven't done it? And we used to meet every single week. We are getting back into that. We've had to take a little bit of a hiatus. She is finishing her MBA. Congratulations. And I had back issues and some other stuff going on. But that is another opportunity that you can have. If you are feeling like, oh gosh, I wish somebody could help me, maybe reach out to a business friend and say, hey, would you like to get together once a month or once a week or once a fortnight or whatever the frequency is that's going to work for both of you? Remember, you don't have to like go out for coffee, go out for lunch. Natasha and I, majority of the time, have done this online. She lives about an hour away from me. And we've done it online or we do meet in person every quarter and we either go to like a hotel or each other's house or a co-working space and we just rent out the boardroom for the day. And so that's really, really important. So with this whole concept of, you know, this idea of needing a parent, this Mel Robbins idea of no one is coming. So you've got the five second rule that you can do for short things where it's like, just, just do it. And then the second one is to find somebody to keep you accountable, whether that's a paid thing like a business coach or a group coaching or a mastermind program, or if it is a, you know, informal, unpaid thing like an accountability group with some friends that are in business or just one friend that is in business. Keeping yourself accountable and, and making sure that you show up is really, really important for this concept of motivation. And then in a similar vein, the kind of third thing there would be to announce it to announce it to the world. And that can be really scary. That can be like, oh gosh, you know, I'm feeling unmotivated to do this. So really, I'm now going to tell the world that I'm going to do it because again, it works like accountability with somebody else. We've put it out there and then that was sometimes even just the momentum that we need to actually get started. And believe me, I know how scary that is. And I also know that we can put things out there and then not do them. I put out that I was going to get this podcast (laughs) happening in 2016. Oh no, maybe I put it out in like 2017 or 2018, but I bought the audio track and I got all this stuff done for the podcast in 2016 because I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. It took me another three and a half or four years to get it out because it just wasn't a priority. However, I, one, wish that I'd done that, but also I have no qualms. I have no regrets in telling the world, (laughs) i.e. the few people that were following me on Instagram, what I was doing. I also, you know, I do think that sometimes when we share our stories, when we share our goals, when we share what we're trying to do with others, then it's out there. It's out there and and all sorts of things come forward to try and help you. I know this is a concept that was brought up also by my wonderful guest, Bianca Lambert of Capra Designs, talking about sharing her ideas and sharing them even with competitors or so-called kind of competitors. So if you haven't listened to that interview, it's a really good one. You can go back and listen to that. It's episode 208 if you wish to after this. So those three things really, really work in that first instance of I need somebody to push me, to motivate me, because I can't find the motivation myself. So the first one was the five-second rule, the second one, accountability, and the third one was putting it out to the world. The second, so that's the first sort of big reason why you're not feeling motivated, because you're you're waiting for somebody else to sort of gently prod you or maybe massively push you along, push you out of that zone. The second thing is really, and this is something I talk about a lot is that you're feeling unmotivated because there is a lack of alignment between your values and beliefs and what you're actually doing. Now, in my business for years, since I started my business, I have always worked with people on two major things, 
whether they work with me on one session or whether they're in group coaching for a whole year, we will always work on what are you trying to achieve financially? What are your goals? And then what are your values and beliefs? Because you can have the most purpose-led business and feel really like passionate, but if it's not making any money, majority of people, I'd say 99% of people I work with, do not have a huge trust fund. They do not have a huge, you know, tax lotto win to, to fall back on. People need to make money from their businesses. And so we work out what is the money that you actually need to make, not what the industry makes or what your best friend makes in a similar role. What do you need to make? And then in alignment with that, what are your values and beliefs and how do they show up in the business? So one of the biggest reasons I think that people don't feel motivated is that you're working towards something that doesn't align with your values. And this can be something that we we don't really notice is happening. It's kind of like that concept of, you know, the frog that boils because the water slowly gets hot around him or her or them. And so you can slowly, you can be like, yeah, I started my business and I was totally aligned with my values. And then as we grew or as we expanded or as we brought more people on or as we, you know, were more successful or we opened more, the value alignment maybe shifted. It's like the train got off the track a little bit. And then suddenly you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, like, wow, we might be successful in terms of finance or in terms of growth or in terms of, you know, the outward external ideas of success, but our values are very much off the track. And so I have done this in my own business. I have, uh, especially through COVID, we were doing a lot of, you know, changing and adapting to everyone's schedules that they needed. And we started seeing people on a day that traditionally I've never seen any client on that day. So, so I will do other work in the business, but not client calls. And so I started seeing, oh my goodness, like, wow, like, what are we doing? Because these days are starting to get filled with client calls. And I love, I love what I do. I love being a business coach, but I definitely need time not on client calls to get other work done. I need time to work on the business. And so I really realized that one of my biggest values, which is freedom, was being impacted by this because I didn't feel free. I didn't feel like I had space. I didn't feel like I had, you know, I didn't feel like I had this kind of spaciousness around me as well. And you need that to be able to think, to be creative, to be the best person that you can be in your business. And so that that value of freedom, which I'd very much, it was the huge part of why I'd started my business because previously I'd worked in head of marketing roles or CMO roles and anyone that's worked in those roles, especially for a big corporate, there's very little freedom. You are expected to be on at all times. And so I wanted that freedom. I craved it. It was such a huge instigator of starting my business and it is still a huge part of why I run my business. And so that values alignment was off. And so you're not motivated and you come to resent things because that that reason of why you started and these values that are so important to your business and usually also to the person behind the business have shifted and you haven't kind of come back to them. And so you want to think about is my motivation or lack of right now caused by a values misalignment. And if it is, or if you consider that it might be, or maybe you haven't looked at your values, maybe you did like a big brand strategy when you first started and and you never really looked at them again. You want to be thinking about firstly, what are my values? What is the, you know, what are the values of the business? What is the core of the business? What are our beliefs? And then come back to those and really think about how we're showing up internally Like how do our staff feel about those values? Are they, you know, actually aligned in the business or are we just externally showing them? So we're doing some great stuff on social media and we're saying this in our emails and in store we do this, but internally 
you know, maybe between the partners who founded the business or maybe with the staff or, or maybe just yourself as a solo operator, you're not showing up to them. So for instance, with me and Freedom, yes, I was helping other people create space in their life and, you know, create clarity and confidence and direction and systems, but that was being impinged in my own life that freedom element was not aligned. So first thing is to figure out what are my brand values and are they still your brand values? Sometimes you can start, you know, brands are not a, you know, it's not a concrete entity. They are always shifting and adapting and it's alive. It's a living thing. So you want to go back and think, are my values still the same as when I started? If not, let's change them up. If you need some help with this, we have a values freebie checklist on our website. You can go to mydailybusinesscoach.com forward slash free stuff to get that. And if you're like, no, no, these are my values, then the second part is to really think about how am I showing up for these? How are they aligned internally, at least four or five ways for each value and then externally as well? Because that once you come back to them, you can feel more motivated. I know that when I have more space and freedom, I feel way more motivated to do you know, the things that I need to do in my business. So that's kind of the second concept, which is really you know, the misalignment of values. And then the third thing, and this can be one of the hardest in all parts of my life and especially in business as well, is that you have outgrown things, that your season for whatever it was you're doing is no longer. And that can be a really, really, really hard thing to get your head around. And it can be, it's the reason why people stay in relationships for way too long. It's, it's a similar thing with your business. People can stay in a business relationship for way too long. And so again, I'm thinking of my friend Vi, the one that we kind of like cut a lot of classes in first year uni together. <laughs> so she is a very wise woman. She's one of my best friends. And she said to me once, you know, people might only be in your life for a season. And I think it was in relation to this guy that I liked and things hadn't worked out. But I always come back to that, that moment when she said that. I know exactly where we were sitting. I know exactly how she said it. And I have thought of that many countless times in all sorts of situations. And sometimes in business, what worked for us, you know, three years ago may not work for us now. Maybe we've grown, maybe we've developed, maybe we've shifted, maybe our our ideas around the world have shifted. And so maybe we started out, I don't know, making a product that we thought was the best thing ever and we're so excited. And then as we've grown, maybe we've realized that that product, its sustainability factor is not where we want it to be. So maybe it's got to the point where we might want to sell our business or we might want to let go of that or we might want to recraft it. And there can be a whole lot of things that come up like, how am I going to do that? And what does that mean for me? And what does that mean for this business that I've built up? And what does it mean for my audience? And what does it mean for the identity that a lot of us will carry around that's interlinked, unfortunately, sometimes with our business because we're people, we're people outside of our businesses. But this motivation or lack of can really, really come from feeling stuck, feeling like we have outgrown where we are. And that can be a really hard conversation to sit down and have with yourself, or if you're lucky enough to have a business partner or staff to really consider like, where do we want to go? Like, where are we trying to go? And again, if you have listened to episode 232, which is about the five-year vision, that it might have come from a result of, you know, doing the activities that I mentioned in that coaching episode. So really thinking, have I outgrown things? And sometimes we don't know if we've outgrown it or not. So we might take a break from doing something. We might slow it down. We might just look at the different options. So say in that instance, you've got a product 
and you're really excited and then, you know, 10 years in you've decided that it actually doesn't align with the values that you have now or the way that you want to live or the legacy that you want to have on the planet. And so you just might just go into, okay, let's have a think of the different scenarios. I could sell it. I could drop that product and do something else, or I could revitalize that product in a new way with say recycled materials or, you know, another way of manufacturing it. And so just looking at those options sometimes can help us figure out do I really want to do it? Maybe when you think about selling it to someone else, you're like, oh no, I'd feel heartbroken, you know, and you're like, no, I haven't actually outgrown this yet. I just need to tweak things around. I just need to, you know, shift and adapt. It's like any relationship, you know, you've got to keep the spark alive (laughs) for things to keep going, even if you change and adapt. And so that last part of not feeling motivated is really, have I outgrown this? Have I outgrown it? Is my season over? And it can be a really scary thing to step into a new season but it can also be an uplifting thing and the thing that actually gets you motivated again. So those are sort of three areas of which I think a lot of people fall into when they are feeling this lack of motivation or I can't find my motivation. It is one, you're you're looking for somebody to come and help you. And that whole idea of Mel Robbins, no one is coming to help. (laughs) She sounds awful. If you haven't listened to her, you're like, God, she sounds so negative. She's not at all. She's just hilarious actually. So there's that concept. No one is coming to help you. And so figuring out how can I have somebody to come and help me? The second is a complete misalignment of values, or maybe your values have just gone off the track a little bit. And then the third is maybe the season is over for that part in your business. Maybe you've outgrown things and maybe it's time to look at, you know, what does the future look like? I really hope that has helped you. I feel like if you started this episode and you didn't feel motivated about something, I really, really hope that by the end of it now, you are feeling a little bit more motivated or at least understanding where that lack of motivation is coming from. Like I said, we'll link to everything in the show notes, which you'll find over at mydailybusinesscoach.com forward slash podcast forward slash 240 as this is episode 240. If you found this useful, I would love it so, so much if you could share it with a friend, especially one in small business. It'll just really help us, you know, reach other people that may need to hear this message again today. And if you feel like it, we would also love it if you could leave a review. It just really helps other small business owners across the globe. And it literally is across the globe. Like I love looking at our analytics and seeing all the different places around the world where people are listening to this. It's absolutely incredible. But yeah, there may just be somebody out there who needs to find this episode. And if you leave a review, it really helps us get found. So you can do that on Apple or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. If you hit subscribe, make sure. But yeah, I'll see you next time. Again, just that link if you want to check out the show notes is mydailybusinesscoach.com forward slash podcast forward slash 240. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Coach podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can do that at mydailybusinesscoach.com or hit me up on Instagram at mydailybusinesscoach.com.